Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us on the Landmark Church YouTube channel. Uh, it's our prayer and our hope that you enjoy this next sermon. Amen. Would you stand up this morning as we honor the reading of God's Word? We're going to continue our series, The Way of Jesus. We've been looking at what does it mean to follow the kingdom? That in this world there's all kinds of ways. Everybody thinks they know the way and it's, you know, everybody's got an opinion about everything it seems, but if we look at scripture, this is the way, the only way, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if we're going to follow him, we're going to follow the way of Jesus. So we're looking at the red letters in the Sermon on the Mount, and what is he telling us? And today I want to talk to you about wise people, wise people. If you've got your Bibles, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, very familiar scripture. But I hope to bring out some things today. I don't have a really long message, but I want to bring out some things today that I believe are going to help what we're going through right now. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall father we thank you for your word today we thank you that your word changes us and father today i just pray in these moments that we will, you will help your word come alive to us in even new ways. And we will see some things we've never seen before. May we be challenged today to live these words, these red letter words. May we live them out all week long. May we know what it means to live the gospel every day of our life. Thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives today. We ask all these things in the mighty and holy and precious name of Jesus Christ our Savior and the power of the Holy Ghost. And everybody together said... Amen. Turn around and look at a few people and say, I'm glad I got to go to church with you today and you may be seated. I want to jump right into the message today. Jesus is ending the Sermon on the Mount. We're not ending this series, but I, I really have just felt led. I could have gone verse by verse, but I really just have read the Sermon on the Mount every week and said, okay, Lord, you lead me to the section that our church needs to hear in this moment. I know there's those that are joining us online, and I pray the same things. People watching that, this will be something that they need to hear in this moment. And so I felt like this week, this is it. But this is actually the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is ending it by kind of giving a parable, giving a story. He's saying this is what it looks like to live the kingdom. And so he tells the story, and we find out there are two men in this story, two people. There are some things they have in common. Number one, they both wanted the same thing. They were both building a house. You can consider that a life. Think about that. When you build a house, you build it on purpose. If you've ever built a house here before, you know there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. What color the, the paint is going to be. What color the carpet's going to be. What color, you know, what kind of wood you're going to use. All those things. If you built a house together and your marriage has survived it, God bless you today. But the truth is you have a lot of decisions. They wanted to build a house. And think about it in these terms. They wanted to build a life. They had dreams. They had hopes. 
They both had ambitions. All of us here today, we have some kind of dream. It may not maybe on different scales. We're all building things. Maybe you're building a family. Maybe you're building a life. Maybe you're building a business today. But you have something in mind that you are working towards, something you are wanting for yourself. So these people both had a dream. They had something they were living for. Number two, both of these men attended church. They both went to church. Here's how we know that. Because Jesus said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine. They both came to church. They both opened their Bible. They both sat in the pew. They both heard the word of Jesus. These are not unbelievers. These are believers. These are people that are in church every week. They are hearing the word of the Lord. And then number three, both of them had storms in their lives. Both of them went through something. Let me tell you today, if you think just because you come to know Jesus, it will set you up to a place where you never have a storm in your life, then you've never read the Bible and you've never understood what it meant to follow Jesus. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And I don't care how good you are, I don't care how much tithes you pay, I don't care how much you come to church, you are going to have storms in your life. Each and every one of us are going to go through seasons in our life where we have storms. Sometimes the storms are a result of our own choices if you pardon my language but our own stupidity sometimes causes things the calamity to come upon us sometimes the enemy believes things we believe the devil is real and the devil sends things our way but whether you like this or not the truth is there are times God allows storms to happen in your life Job went through a storm, not because he was an unrighteous man, but because he was a righteous man. God looks at Satan and says, have you considered my servant Job, my righteous servant Job? He didn't go through a storm because he was unrighteous. He went through difficulties because he was righteous. Because the three Hebrew boys were following God, they got thrown into the fire. They went through a storm. Because Paul was serving on a missionary journey, he gets shipwrecked. He's on a journey following God. God, serving God, and he gets shipwrecked. John is serving God, preaching the gospel, and he's banished to the Isle of Patmos. And Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, the Bible says he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. Just because you come to know Jesus doesn't mean you don't have storms. But here's the awesome thing I love about serving God. We're all going to go through storms. But when I know Jesus, I know the master of the wind. I know the one that can still speak to the storm and say, storms be still. I know the one that is in control of all things. And I'm thankful today, even if I go through storms, because I know him, I know who's in charge today. I know he is sovereign above all these things and I can continue to follow him because God is at work in my life and in my situation can you just say amen this morning about that so here are two men who both had dreams ambitions they both went to church and they both had storms in their life but there was two things that separated them three things they had in common but two things that separated them number one Jesus said And I'm going to get to the the, the exact wordage in a few moments. But the first thing I want you to see, he said, Therefore, who hears my words and does them. The first one was the wise man was willing to put in the work. Do you realize, at least in my mind, I'm a very visual person. So when I read the Bible, I have to kind of picture what is going on. And in my mind, I picture these two houses sitting side by side. And one over here has got a sandy lot. 
And over here, there's this big rock. And the wise guy showed up first and said, I'm going to build on the rock. And this guy showed up last and said, I guess I'll take the sand. And that's what happens. That's not the truth. The truth is, in Palestine, it was a very sandy area totally. If you read the Luke account of the Sermon on the Mount, it's something a little different. I like the Luke account for this reason. When Luke writes it, he says this, the wise man dug down deep until he found the rock, and then he built. The difference between the wise and the foolish, the foolish just said, I'll just do it quickly. I'll just build out here. I'll just quickly put up a house. And the wise man said, I am going to dig until I find the rock, and then I am going to place my house on the rock. I want you to know today that coming to know Jesus is as simple as confessing him and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. But being a disciple of Jesus and learning and growing isn't this quick thing. It is work. You've got to dig down deep and if you want the truth of God's word to get inside of you you've got to dig a little deeper you got to dig a little down and say I want to find the rock because I don't want to just go to heaven one day I want my entire life secured to the rock of Christ Jesus so when the storms come and the winds blow I know who I'm anchored to I am anchored to Jesus Christ and nothing can push me around because I know where my soul is anchored and it's anchored in him can you say amen the wise man dug down deep until he found the rock, and then he built the house. The problem with the modern church is we want everything right now. Give me an, an hour service so I can go in, get my religion over with, and I can go home, and I'm good for the week. And the problem is this. Just like anything else, anything good, I believe, takes time. Anything worth it takes time. It takes work. And the church has to realize part of the problem, the reason the church doesn't operate in the power we once operated, it's not because the power has changed. It's not because the source of the power has changed. It's because we've changed. It's because we've become satisfied with not operating in the power. We've become satisfied with everybody just going through the motions. We've become satisfied. Well, let's just have a little church and go home. But I want you to know, we got to get back to the place where we see the power of God poured out. Paul the apostles said I didn't just come with enticing words of man wisdom but I came in the power of the Holy Spirit and I want you to know it's time the church gets the power back it's time the church prays until the power falls on us again it's time the church worships until we get through what we're going through we get through the storm it's time we stop focusing on the clock and we begin to focus on who God is and what God is doing and we let God do his work in our hearts and in our lives, can you say amen? Pardon me if you, if you, if you struggle with this, because I do kind of, but we live in an ADD generation in the world. We want everything right now. And if I don't like that TV show, I'll find another one that entertains me. And we bring that to the church. And we have become, in many ways, foolish people because we have no foundation. And when storms come, we begin to question God and say, and listen, there's nothing wrong with asking questions of God. If you take the questions out of the book of Psalms, you wouldn't have much in there. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. But we begin to say, well, God, you must have just failed me. You must have left me. And I believe God's up there saying, my word, just give me a little time. I know I'm God, but can you just give me a little bit of time? Can you realize I'm still working? I'm not finished yet. I'm not done. Just give me a little time. And we have become foolish because we have built our houses on things that will crumble around us. But whenever you begin to dig down deep and you build on a foundation of rock, of solid rock, 
I've said this to you many times. I love the scripture. It's helped me in the darkest moments of my life. But Hebrews says hope is the anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. And we dig down deep and we anchor to the hope of Christ Jesus because we know no matter what comes our way, we will make it because we are securely fastened to him. Amen? And then number two, and this is really kind of the key. Number two, Jesus said, therefore he who hears my words and does them will be a, a wise man. And he who hears my words and does not do them will be a foolish man. The second thing I want you to see what separated these people is one was willing to obey and one wasn't. One lived a life of obedience and one didn't. Listen to these quotes. I love this. George McDonald said, if you do not obey him, you will not know him. Obedience to Christ is Christianity. There is no Christianity apart from obedience in Christ. Okay, saying a little prayer doesn't mean anything if you don't get up and learn to go obey and be who God has called you to be. I'm not saying you're going to get it right 100% of the time and God doesn't just kick us out the moment we mess up, okay? God loves us and he cares about us. But what I'm saying to you is this, a life not obeying God is not Christianity. Christianity is about living a life of obedience. David Wilkerson said this, when God calls you to something, he is not always calling you to succeed. He's calling you to obey the success of the calling is up to him but the obedience is up to you the obedience is up to you and many times God is asking I've told you the story a thousand times but I'm only 39 years old so I only have so many stories to tell so I'm gonna tell it to you again that I was driving over here to my loves one day and there was a man standing there and I, the Lord spoke to me and said ask him if he wants a ride and uh, so I said well Lord I don't know this guy and the Lord said, I don't care, ask him if he wants a ride. So I rolled the window down and said, sir, would you like to ride home? He said, no, I just live right there. <laughs> and I rolled the window up and I said, Lord, I look stupid. Why did I do that? And the Lord spoke to me and said, I just wanted to see if you'd obey me. The Lord knew he wasn't getting in the car with me. But he said, I just wanted to see if you'd obey me. And, 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 and listen, God is calling us to a life of radical obedience to a, a life we're willing to listen and obey he's wanting to know are you willing to obey he brings Abraham up on the mountain and can you imagine Sarah at home looking around realizing hey he took Isaac and Abraham left and you know what I counted all the sheep and they're still all here something's missing but I Abraham takes Isaac as the lamb and when he gets up there he's about to sacrifice him and God says stay your hand Abraham and and basically he was just testing Abraham saying Abraham I just want to see and the truth is it just sounds like an awful God but it's not that it's God is taking us to a place where he wants to for us to obey him and to new levels of obedience and to do that he's got to bring us through times of testing where he says where exactly where are you at that's what good teachers know good teachers send tests not because they're mean I hated tests in school I wasn't very good at it I didn't like those things but you have pop quiz and you have tests simply because God is at, the teacher is trying to find out where are you at what do I need to teach on what do I need to work on and I believe God allows us to go through storms in our life to say okay what is it I I need to work on how did I respond here and how can 
and I respond better in different ways. God is calling us to a place where we listen and obey. We listen to what he says and we do it. We stop making excuses. We stop saying all these things. We simply live a life of radical obedience. And the difference between a wise person and a foolish person is a wise person hears the words and does them. And a foolish person says, I know better than God does. I'll do it my way. Thank you, Lord, for trying. I'll see you next Sunday when I go to church. Listen to me. God is wanting you to hear his words and live that out and do that. And when you begin to live that way, all of a sudden your life becomes different. And when you live that life of obedience, there is no peace apart from obedience. There is no real true joy apart from obedience. There is no really experiencing. The love of God is there no matter what. But you know what? I believe you'll experience his love in even greater ways when you live a life of obedience. That life will take you down the path you are called to lead, live on. But you've got to realize, am I just doing my thing? Over here doing it the way I want to do it? And building my house, my dreams? I go to church every Sunday. And yeah, a storm will hit me every once in a while. But I'll be okay. But listen to me. On the darkest day of your life, when a storm comes to knock you out, are you going to stand secure? And the way you stand secure is not in your own effort. Not in your own goodness, not in your own wisdom. You will stand secure because you are securely fastened to the rock of Christ Jesus. And wise people hear the words and they do them. Well, the worship team, join me up here and I'm going to end. About 12 and a half years ago, I got asked to come to Purcell, Oklahoma and be a pastor. I was single at the time. I knew two families down here. I preached a revival once and preached here on a Sunday at a time or two. So I knew some faces. But I literally, I was living 600 miles away from my parents. Only child. So here I am in Oklahoma City. And those people had become my family. I love these people. I mean, I would go, I'm a very social person if you know me. Uh, this whole pandemic has been difficult on social people like me. But uh, when I was single especially, I was at a different house every night, hanging out with families, eating dinner. I mean, I had friends that are still lifelong friends right now, and I could just go in the house. And the kind of friends, you knock on the door, make sure they're dressed, but then you just walk on in. You know what I'm saying? Take your shoes off, go to the refrigerator, don't ask a thing, go sit down and enjoy yourself. And God said, I want you to go to Purcell, Oklahoma, by yourself you to move into a house alone. I had a roommate at the time. I want you to go live by yourself and uh, you're only 45 minutes from your friends but the truth is they're in a different world. They're going to not hang out with you as much. You're not going to hang out with them because you're going to be doing different things. But I want you to do that. And I'll be honest with you, it was, it was a hard decision. It was hard moving and leaving and leaving that life behind. But I felt like it was a crossroads in my life where I had a decision to make. Am I going to do what's comfortable or am I going to obey the voice of the Lord? Am I going to do what I want to do? I was comfortable. I worked at our church headquarters. I traveled around the country about six times a year, going to different cities, eating good food, having conferences. I was enjoying it. I had a small group in my house. I was, I was, you know, I, I attended this church and I helped out and had a small group. I loved my life. I was not trying to get out of my life. I enjoyed where I was at. But God said, 
I've got something different. Are you going to do it? And in a moment, I had to make a decision. Was it about what I wanted or about what he wanted? Was it about my comfortability or was it about me stepping out into the uncomfortable and saying, Lord, if you're calling me to do this, you have a reason. If you're calling me to do this, there's a reason behind it. And in that moment, it was a hard thing. It was not easy. But I believe because I was obedient in that moment, God has blessed my life in many ways. And I've had some of the darkest days anybody could go through. But the truth is, I have been anchored to the rock of Christ. And I can tell you this. The only reason I made it through anything difficult was not because of me. If you know me, I am a, not a, I, I run from things, okay? If, you, if I see a snake, I will see you next week, okay? I'm done. I'm out. See ya. If I see a mouse, I will scream and jump on top of the table, okay? I'm out. But I believe because I was willing to obey, God said, we're going to get through this together no matter what. I just want you to know today, if you're going through a difficult time, the devil wants to beat you up. He wants to say, it's your fault. Look at what you've done. He wants to put shame and guilt on you and say, if you just put an extra amount of money in the offering, you wouldn't be going through that today. If you just prayed a little harder, you wouldn't be going through that today. If you had a different life, you wouldn't be going through that today. I want to tell you this, that storms do not equal a bad life or bad faith. Storms equal the fact that you are a human being. And the truth is, we all go through things. But the difference between wise and foolish is this, what do you turn to? What do turn to on your darkest day? What do you turn to when life gets tough? Do you turn to those things that only satisfy you for a moment? Do you turn to those things that only help you for a brief time? Or do you say, Lord, I don't even feel it right now, but I'm going to continue to serve you. There was days in my life when I had dark days, I didn't want to come to church and I was the pastor. But I knew if I was faithful and did what God called me to do, He was going to help see me through. And the truth is this, the only way you're going to be wise is keep obeying Keep following Him. Keep doing what He's called you to do. Be faithful in the good days and the bad days. Be faithful when it's easy and be faithful when it's difficult. Be faithful when it makes sense and when it doesn't make sense. Because it's hard. But God is a faithful God. He will see you through. And if you'll keep digging, keep digging into His Word, keep serving, keep making a difference, you are building a foundation that when the enemy comes against you, he is going to huff. And he's going to puff. I always get this story and the three little pigs confused with the Bible. But the truth is the devil wants to huff and puff and blow your house down. But if your house is secure to the rock of Christ Jesus, there is nothing to fear. Because you are fastened. Would you stand up this morning? Just bow your heads where you're at. I'm going to pray two things. But first, maybe you say, Pastor, I've never accepted Jesus I don't even have, have the beginning of this. And today is my day to make a decision to follow him. Today is my day to say I want him more than anything else. I want to start being a wise person that begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. But nobody looking around, would you just lift your hands where you're at? I want to pray for you right here. Amen. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? Today is my day to make a decision to follow Jesus. I want to go after him with everything that I've got. Amen. Would you just repeat this prayer after me? Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for setting me free. Today I give my life to you. I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for changing me and forgiving my sins. 
Today I repent and I say, please forgive me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you put your hands together right now? Listen, decisions were made for Jesus, but to, to, to follow Jesus today, but that's just the beginning. Now begins the journey, the life of getting into this and getting this into you so that this is what comes out of it. You understand? That's what we need. I want whenever something happens, this to come out of it. I want out of my mouth, I want this, these words to come out of it. When difficulties happen, what comes out of your mouth? That person cuts you off in traffic. What's the first thing you say? I find some scripture to use. I don't know what it is, but I'll figure out some scripture. No. Whenever difficulties come, you want this to come out of you. That's the journey of knowing him. So I want to ask you this morning, you just be honest and say, Pastor, I'm going through a difficult time. I need some strength in the storms of life. Right now, I'm not immune to storms, and I just need him to strengthen you. Just lift your hands where you're at, and I want to pray for you right now. Come on. Say that I just need some strength. I need him. Father, I just thank you for hands all over this building that are raised. Father, I thank you that you're at work. Even when we can't see it, that you are there. And Father, right now, I believe you are supernaturally infusing, infusing strength into our life. Right now, you are supernaturally putting your strength into each and every one of us. And Father, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, right now, help people to realize the battle is not theirs, but the battle belongs to the Lord. That you are at work in them. And Father, right now, I just pray for your peace and your joy. As they continue to dig and build on the rock of Christ Jesus, storms may come, but when they come, they will not win. They will not come against us. Father, they will not defeat us. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against us shall fail. Father, I just thank you right now, and I speak life over every situation. I speak life, and I speak strength. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Can you give the Lord some praise this morning? Thank you so much, again, for listening to this sermon. Um, if you would like to give to our ministry, um, there's a link in the description. And, and your giving helps us serve our local community. It also helps us serve you as well. And if you've been impacted and, and you want to get connected either to Landmark Church or a local church around you, if you could click on one of the links below. There's a link to our app and a link to our website. If you click on one of those, we'll either, we'll either get connected with you or help you get connected with a church near you. Again, we want to thank you for listening and joining us um, today, and we pray that you will join us again soon.